You've heard about podcasting. It is the latest trend in both business and art. But just what is a podcast? And how can businesses utilize podcasts? How would you? Why would you? Let's discuss on today's Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. As you well know, because you are listening or watching us right now as a podcast, the art of podcasting has grown substantially. Podcasts are everywhere, and in true form to the mission of our show, we are going to talk about how businesses can impact our everyday lives through podcasting. So, how can businesses get into the podcasting game? And we are going to do that by jumping into a seminar that Zachary taught late last year from the Cobb County Chamber and the SBA's SCORE organization. For those that may not know, Zachary gets asked to be a keynote speaker for different organizations and to teach on certain marketing and business-related topics quite often. And we thought we would share clips from one here on the podcast. Yes, so we'll be trying to condense a two-hour lecture into a 45-minute podcast episode today. Oh, you can do it. Okay, just give us the good stuff. All righty then, the good stuff. Coming right up. Serve it up, (laughs) Sheila. You know, this actually isn't the best workshop to show either. The Cobb County Chamber Building was actually under construction, so they moved the seminar to a satellite office with no decor, Limited technology with a little TV on the wall and not much to look at. I'm just saying. Well, um, I started the seminar with letting people know where podcasting came from and what it is. So let's let's just jump in right there. All right. So the history. This young man was extremely common in the 80s. Every kid was carrying around a device called a Walkman. Anybody in here old enough to remember Walkman? Some of you are with me. Yeah. So, loved my Walkman, right? And so did everybody else. So everybody, all ages, creeds, colors, religions, everybody used the Walkman. Now, one of the problems that you had with the Walkman is, anybody remember what these are? (laughs) These are cassette tapes. And if you wanted to stop listening, you had to change it to a new tape, which meant you also had to carry out one of these. So you had your Walkman strapped on with your headphones and you had to carry a case if you wanted to make a change. Things progressed. 1984, we had the Sony Discman. And that was great except for the fact that if you shook it or didn't hold it the right way, it would skip. And you still had to have a case. And then this young lady happened. This is Lisa. And Lisa is important because this is her dad. Her dad is Steve Jobs. He saw that his little girl 
was carrying all of this stuff and he decided that he was going to develop something that would carry a thousand songs in her pocket. And hence came the original iPod. Now, people started to use this device to develop original content. So you had talk shows, entertainment reviews, radio shows were all started to be made as original content to put on the iPod. And that is where podcast comes from. It is a broadcast on the iPod. All right, so a podcast is a digital audio file that is made available on the internet for downloading onto a computer. You know, a lot of people don't know that. I love the origin of words. People have forgotten about the iPod since the iPhone came out, including Apple. Yes, well, the iPhone is what led them to start becoming so popular again. I mean, they they originated almost 20 years ago with the iPod, but now with the iPhone, people are, are more prone to watch them. Well, let's skip ahead to where you are discussing podcasts today and how they are structured and categorized. Now, podcasts, like I said, they're very niche. They are very good for targeted consumer profiles. If you're looking for a specific type of person, people in the hotel industry, for example, that's exactly what these are for. You're looking for moms, you're looking for homeschoolers, you're looking for whoever it is. That's how podcasts thrive, is because they are targeted towards a specific audience. Now, there's something that's out there for everyone. The categories that people podcast in, news and politics, society and culture, comedy, health, special interests and hobbies, education, stories, both fiction and nonfiction, and business. Big business is one of the top three categories for podcasts. Formats that they come in. A lot of people use interviews. They'll interview other experts and then you get to, to listen in on whatever that interview is. Reviews where they're reviewing movies or books or, or whatever they might be reviewing. Open discussion with people, teaching, and then storytelling as well. So those are some of the formats that people use. All right, so let's cut out again there. Next, I go into a bunch of statistics as to how podcasting has grown, why it has grown, and the future growth trends that we can expect. It's a good place to skip ahead because you can Google statistics if you want. That's Uh, your thing. But suffice to say that podcasting is a growing market and that it was spurred on most recently by the use of the smartphone. But I will tell you this because it is relevant to how you build your podcast or choose what podcasts you as a business are looking to sponsor. The recall on podcast ads is greater than TV ads because sponsors of podcasts and YouTube channels are respected more than TV. They trust the podcast to vet the sponsors. So here's what to consider as you vet each other, depending on what side of the coin you're on, whether you're the podcast or the the, the uh, business that's looking to, to sponsor. The host uh, needs to be authentic and natural when they're delivering their ads. So uh, as the, the podcast host, uh, if you are the podcast holder, you need to make sure that you are authentic and natural when you're delivering the ads. If you are uh, the business, you need to make sure that the host that you're looking at is authentic. So you see kind of how, how those things work. Uh, we find that 78% of people say that they don't mind the ads or sponsors because they know that they support the podcast. So the idea that the 
company is supporting the show gives um, is a positive thing to visitors of the, the podcast. So that being said, as a business, you need to make sure that it's okay that you are sponsoring the show because that's exactly what it's going to look like. Um, and as the podcast, you have to make sure, okay, would are, are these people supporting? You have to make sure it comes across that relationship because that's the relationship that, that matters. The next thing is the sponsorships have to fit with the content of the show. It doesn't, if you have a, a show that um, is a complete mismatch and it's gonna, people aren't going to understand what that's, that's not good. So for example, uh, crime podcasts are a big deal. Alarm companies fit, yep. in, fit in well with that. I was know? just going to say, I uh, listened to a crime podcast and the, a, a very famous one and, uh, or a famous popular, I guess. And one of the sponsors that they have is ring, right? The ring doorbell. And I tell you what, after you have, and, 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 um, a lot of times these, uh, ads will, some will go in the very beginning, some will go in the middle and some will go at the very end. It depends on the podcast. It depends on lots of things. Well, I've noticed that if, the, if for, particularly for these crime podcasts, if their ads are towards the end of the podcast, either at the very end, which you don't really want to do because you don't want people to turn them off, but like the last 20 minutes or 10 minutes of your show, if you put the ad in there and you have scared the daylights <laughs> out of your audience by telling them stories about stalkers and murderers, you'll sell them on a ring door, <laughs> a door knob or a doorbell at the end of the day. You absolutely will sell the heck out of those. So like with this show, with our podcast, we have uh, our audience, it's uh, B2B. So we have business owners, we have uh, marketing professionals, uh, the people that would be interested in the content that's on our show are the same people that might be an audience for, you know, CPAs and anybody that's trying to reach business owners would be a good partner with uh, straight shot. So again, as far as making sure that uh, that the content fits up well with um, with who it is, with uh, whoever the, the sponsor is. So sponsors for us again, uh, CPAs are B two B, print companies are B two B, um, you know, uh, IT companies are, are B two B. So somebody that if your um, your audience as a business is the same audience as the show's audience then it's a good fit. So you have to kind of make sure that, that that's the, the way that it goes. That makes sense. Yeah, so this is this chart here kind of gives you some ideas of some, you know, statistics. Again, not not too many, but uh, a few of them because we don't want to, you know, ever bore everybody with a bunch of statistics. But this kind of gives you an idea of the, the different perceptions that people have of podcasts and the things that you need to look for to make sure that your podcast is a good fit for, uh, for other businesses, which is what today is about, so... Absolutely. Okay, so we've determined that podcasting is on the way up and that businesses should get involved. But let's jump back in as you start to talk specifics about how business can get involved in podcasts. Now, speaking of that, how can businesses use podcasting? Well, the first thing that you can do is be a guest on a show that already exists. Okay? This is me. I was a guest on Business Radio X, which is a local podcast that's in the Atlanta, they're everywhere, but this one was, was in the Atlanta area. So what do you do when you're there? Well, you go there to promote your business. You're on there, they're asking you questions, they're interviewing you, that's the format of the show, and you talk about 
your business. You also talk about whatever your process is, if the process is something that you're, you're selling. So basically you're talking about your business and why somebody should choose to do business with you. So your next question is, okay, how do I become invited? Well, most of them have some way, once you listen to the podcast or you go to their website or whatever, there's a way for you to be considered to be on the show. For Straight Shot, we have a phone number that is dedicated to receiving those calls. We also have an email address that is dedicated for people that are interested in becoming on the show. So you can go to whatever the podcast is, find out what that is, and make a pitch as to why you would be a good guest to be on their show. The other thing that you can do that I did is when I went on the show, I didn't go by myself. I brought one of my customers, one of my clients. And so what that did is it made it where I went on the show, I was talking about who I was and what I did, and I had a, a client with me that was a testimonial for who I was and what I did. So you can think out of the box when you're being on these shows and what you're going to do. It also was good faith between me and him because he then gets to talk about his business and what he did on the show. So just another idea as far as being on other people's podcasts and how that can work for your business. The other thing you can do is sponsor a podcast as a business. So this, again, is Business Radio X. They are sponsored by Subaru. You can see in the background, they have Subaru in the studio. It's also on their microphones. So there's several different ways. Decor is one of the ways that you can sponsor a podcast. Giveaways is another one. You probably see this a lot on YouTube. You know, so-and-so gave me such and such awesome product, which I'm going to give to whoever answers this question right in my audience, right? So giving some sort of giveaway. I'm going to give away this remote. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the... It don't work. The, <laughs> right? That's a very good point. I should give something else away. Um, but uh, basically, you as a business would provide me with whatever your latest widget is, and then I would talk about the widget and then give it to one of the people that are in my my, my audience. The uh, there's several areas within the studio that you can sponsor. This backdrop, you'll notice it says Business Radio X, of course, but it also has the name and the logo of their sponsor. So that way, when people come in there, they see it. It's also a video <coughs> podcast, so they see it on on the show when they watch it. And there's lots of other things that you can do with that area. Anything that you could put on the table. There's two audience for a podcast. I'm going off script. There's two, there's two audiences. One is the people watching or listening to the show. The other is the people in the show. A lot of times people will invite people onto their podcast because they want said person to be their customer. For example, if you are a, uh, a doctor and you, work, you want referrals from other doctors, you can have a medical show and then invite another doctor that would not normally talk to you because they're busy, but they kind of like the idea of being on TV. So there's a Hollywood aspect as well. Ads is another thing. A lot of podcasts, just like normal television, they have ads that are in the middle of their show. Beginning, middle, and end. Now, so there's a limited number of spots, and it has to be something relative to the show. But you can place an ad in somebody's podcast. Reads is another thing. 
A read and add are slightly different. An add is pre-produced. Somebody will make a spot that will be played on the show. A read is when the host simply says, today's show is sponsored by so-and-so. Please check them out in the last 15, 20 seconds. That's it. Okay, and the cost of those are obviously different because one has production. Okay, so let's stop for a minute because there was a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. Uh, those were all the different ways that businesses can get involved with existing podcasts. So be a guest, be a sponsor. Uh, there's several different levels that you can sponsor or just straight up advertise. Okay, lots of different things there. So now let's jump into the different options for creating a new podcast. So before we're looking from a business standpoint, business sponsoring a podcast, how do you do that? Now this, let's look at, I kind of want to make my own. What does that look like? Mm. Oh. Mm. The other thing that you can do as a business is host a podcast, right? This is our studio, a little behind the scenes of, uh, of us doing it. This is... My wife, she is the co-host of the podcast. So that is another option which we will go into depth about here in a minute. You can also sponsor and host multiple different podcasts. So you can have, as a business, you can have a different podcast for a different target audience or for a different interest. So you can have one podcast that's targeted towards hotels, another one that's targeted towards restaurants, another one, because the audience is different on every one. So that's the thing, again, about being very targetable. You can zero in and do a show for different audiences. You can have more than one. These businesses have their own podcast. So GE puts on their own. McDonald's puts on their own. Zephora has their own. This is Zip Recruiter. They actually hired this guy. You know who this is? Shark Tank. Shark Tank. They hired him to... Uh, to host the show for them so they get the little celebrity buzz going as well. But the point of all of this is business is starting to recognize podcasting as an opportunity that's a lot cheaper than advertising on television. So to clarify, when making your own podcast, you can have one or multiple shows, each with a different target. Mm, and I would, my opinion, yes, for what it's opinions worth. Opinions coming. Opinions coming. I think, you know, it's also important to understand that you don't want to spread yourself too thin as a brand new podcaster. Putting on a podcast yes. is, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's fun. Getting your opinions and your uh, conversation out there mm -hmm. is a lot of fun. But putting it all together it's can be time consuming mm -hmm. and marketing it and promoting right. your podcast is also a big and that, that brings up each podcast. That brings up the, the next uh, point that I have here. Oh, I'm so glad when, I'm on track. When, when making your own <laughs> podcast, you can produce a show with a hired host that's not you. So a professional, uh, an actor, a celebrity, you can, you as a business, you can be behind a show without actually having to do the show. Now, if you're a small business, most small businesses are going to be like, uh, I am the owner of Reformation Production who sponsors Straight Shot. So I do it myself. But the guy that owns, um, say, um, Walmart... 
it's, Sam it's Walton. A, it's a group of people that own Walmart <laughs> now, but they're not going to actually do the show themselves. They're going to pay somebody else to do it, which is those are the people that are more apropos to have more than one show. Walmart can have one that's on sporting goods, that's on housewares, that's on that makes more sense to uh, to them because they're bigger and have that have that bandwidth. Um, so yeah. yeah, you can have. I mean, it can even be um, somebody in your office that has credibility and intel and can speak with intelligence. Right. You know, whether it's an office manager or somebody that knows the business has been working a long time. Um, a, a thought came into into my head: if you were a shop owner of a mechanic shop. But, you know, you are working really hard. Well, maybe you have an underwriter or a head mechanic that would want to speak on the sure. podcast, you know, if they're articulate and right. they can speak intelligently and they can represent you and the brand intelligently. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be the owner. It can just be somebody else that just really knows what right. they're talking about. Right. Now, you can be featured on the show yourself. You or one of your employees, like Jen was just mentioning, mm-hmm. if you have a head mechanic and he wants to lead people through, uh, you know, the daily um, maintenance of uh, what it takes to take care of your car and he can do a different thing each episode, that's perfectly fine. Um, so lots of, of different ways uh, to do it. So the next question is, why? Why would you want to make your own show? What are the benefits? All right. Why would you bother with a podcast, either being on a podcast or having your own? Well, it gives you an opportunity to connect with your audience. A lot of businesses, you have a business, and you never really talk to the people. This is a very personal way for you to make eye contact through the ears with, <laughs> with your, your audience. And it's a, a very personal relationship. They start to feel, your audience starts to feel like they know you because you are being transparent with them. You're talking directly to them, which is something that you, you generally can't do unless you have an outlet to do it. It's just like being a keynote speaker, right? When I talk to you, I generally look you right in the face and feel like you are talking to me because you are. It's the same sort of thing with with the podcast. Another reason why you would do it is reaching potential customers. Customers that you wouldn't run into otherwise can find you. So that's another reason why you would do it. Another reason is further building relationships. This, again, I was on a podcast show and I brought in three of my clients and we had a conversation right there on the show. It helped you build relationships with existing clients that you already have to feature them on your show. It also gives you an authoritative presence. When you host a show, you are spreading your knowledge to other people. It also provides you with platform. If you have something to say, it gives you a podium so that you can then express yourself and get your ideas out there. Increases brand awareness. That's what every business wants. Every business wants this space in your consumer's mind. So when they think of whatever your business is, you are the company that comes to mind. That's the goal. And having a podcast helps to increase awareness of your brand and other people. The other thing is it's highly engaging. Because it's digital and it lives in the digital stratosphere, it's very well engaged with social media, people talking about it, sharing it, tweeting it, etc. It's highly engaging uh, with your customers. Now, back to the left side of the brain. 69% of people agreed that podcast ads made them more aware of products and services. That's reason enough, right? And then there's the fact that it's simple to do. Having a podcast is not a difficult process, which we will go over. 
Sure. You talk about the podcast um, providing a platform. Mm -hmm. What major difference is there between the blog and the podcast in terms of the platform? There. Yes, but people don't subscribe to blogs. They don't keep blogs in their pocket and listen to it when they're on the treadmill. That's the major difference. Blogs don't have an entertainment factor that a podcast would, whether it's video or audio, either one. People go out jogging, they're not going to go out jogging reading your blog. So, again, convenience. The time you spend reading when you have a lot of stuff to do with podcasts. Right. You can do a lot of stuff listening while listening to the podcast. Right. Yep. Now, the, the next blogging started, and then there was what's called a vlog, which is a video log. Podcasting is the next step. Right okay, so let's get into the how, now that we've done the why. How does a business sponsor a podcast? Let's watch. All right. So how do you sponsor a podcast? Say you have a business and you want to do podcasting, but you don't want to have your own. What can you do with somebody else's? Well, the first thing that you need to do is listen to the show. Because you have to, there's two things you have to make sure. One, you have to make sure that you are relative to the show. The other thing that you have to do is make sure that when you contact them and they ask you if you want to listen to the show, you can say yes. Because if you don't, you're likely to offend them, and that's bad. That does not help your chances of being on the show. Now, most people that have a podcast will have some sort of online sign-up if their podcast has been around for a while. Okay. Now, we have one. It's uh, patreon.com slash straightshot. Has anybody heard of Patreon? Okay. Patreon, for those of you that haven't heard of it, is a way that artists get paid for whatever that they create. Okay. So it's also a way that podcasts um, use to monetize their platforms. So at this point, we're talking about sponsorship. So a business can come on and sponsor Straight Shot for $75 a month. And then there's a list of whatever they receive as a sponsor of the show. And then there's advertising, which is separate than general sponsorship. Again, you have to look at the details of what all that means in order to be signed up and be on the show. So you would set whatever those are and you can use a platform like Patreon to help you kind of communicate to your public what those are. The other thing, contact them. You can call them. If they don't have one of these, you can call them or you can email them. The idea is that you're going to have to reach out to them and most of them will, will take your call because you're talking about sponsoring their show. They will, they will want to vet you and make sure that your business does line up and then, of course, there's terms that you have to talk about. But most of them will indeed talk to you. It's not a complicated process. Now, the other thing that they can do, where we talked before about studio decor, is there's lots of different custom packaging that you can put together. For us, this is to be listed as a sponsor. You're mentioned on there. You're mentioned on the website. This is actually having an ad that runs on the podcast show. Then there's custom packages where you work something out. So because there's so many options, these are generally not listed on a site. You'll say, hey, I want to sponsor your show. They'll say, well, we have the opportunity where you, our backdrop is available if you would like to, or whatever it may be. So there's lots of different things. There's listings on the, on the website, which is very important. Being in the credits, 
you know, you used to see it on TV. Today's show is brought to you by blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the same sort of thing. 30 to 60 second spots. That's usually how long the advertising lasts. Reads, which I mentioned before, studio decor, lots of different things you could do. For example, this, this being up here is because SCORE is sponsoring this workshop, okay? Takeovers. Now, giveaways we talked about earlier. Takeovers is when you would have somebody come in and take over somebody else's channel. So either, you know, GE would come in and take over Straight Shot for an entire episode, or they would hire us to go to GE and take over whatever they're doing. Lots of different things that can be done on location broadcasts where I would actually go to a, a customer's business and do my show from their location. Again, podcast revenue expectations. This is from a different survey. Between 16 and 2020 is expected to go up 290%, which means that these opportunities are gonna go away fast. There's something about being a, an early adopter, and then there's being on time, and then there's being late, all right? Right now, podcasting is on the way up. If you're going to get involved, do it <laughs> before it passes you by. On one end or the other. Okay, so one element that wasn't mentioned here okay. is podcast will also have what's called a media kit that they distribute to businesses. Usually it's also on uh, their website. And what it does is it will have information about the host for new media to use when making a story about the podcast. But it will also have information about their audience and how to get involved and sponsor the show. Ours is in the site navigation on straightshot.net. You hover over the word podcast and the second link down there says uh, Media Kit. And it's called Media Kit because it goes out with PR releases and so forth. And if somebody in the media, that is, uh, you know, newspaper, TV, radio, whatever, wanted to do a, a segment that featured the show, that's where they would get uh, the information that they want. Uh, and it's also used for, um, again, sponsors and let them know about the show and that sort of thing. But it's called a, a media, media kit, kit because kit. it was involved directly with getting information to the media. Okay, so what if you are thinking about making your own? How do you do that? Well, there are a lot of things to consider. So let's join in as Zachary discusses the first phase on starting your own business's podcast, the setup. All right, so how do you produce a podcast? We've talked about the different ways that you can sponsor a show. How do you do one yourself? Well, there's several different areas. We're gonna break this down and talk about pre-production first. So this is before you ever get in the show. You have to have setup, which you only have to do one time. First thing you have to do is determine your goals. What is this show going to be about? All right, now your goals are fed by your desires, what you believe, what you think is valuable, and they are supported by the purpose of your business. Most, when we talk about business podcasts, it is a uh, branch of whatever your main business is. It is supporting and promoting whatever your main business is. So you have to determine for yourself what are some of the goals that that I have for it. So, what do you want to accomplish with having a podcast? How is having a podcast going to support your main brand? What should this effort mean to your audience? When you come out with a podcast, what do you want that to mean to the people that are listening to you? 
Also, what is it going to mean to the people that you already work with? So internally, you have to think about them too. Those all go into your determining of your goals. Then you have to set up whatever your strategy is going to be for having it. Now, there's lots of pieces that go into this. How are you going to structure the show? Is it going to be interview-based, open discussion? Are you going to do red table talk? Anybody know what that is? Yeah. Hey, a couple people. So whatever sort of structure are you going to have for the show? What is the theme of the show going to be? What is it going to be about? What sort of, what's the, the, the feeling that you're going to give up? Who are the players? Are you going to do it by yourself? Are you going to have a co-host? Are you going to have people that go man on the street and do interviews? Out? Who, who all is going to be involved in putting on the show? And then what is the process? So you're going to do the research. You're going to write the, the script. Somebody else is going to talk. What it, you have to think through how it is actually going to work as a show, the same as you would on with a normal TV show. And then you have to think of, OK, I have a show now. How am I going to promote it? It doesn't do any good to have a B and CD sitting in your car. All right, then you have to think of the branding of the show. First thing you're going to have to do is come up with a name. Your name is a big deal because your name has to represent your goals and who you are as a business. So branding, again, separate workshop, but it's a big deal. So coming up with the right name. We came up with the name Straight Shot because our agency, Reformation Productions, our uh, tagline is Thinking Straight Lines, which refers to the process where we take uh, a business's internal thoughts and how they communicate to their audience in a straight line. So it, the straight made sense. It also had straight shot, which is a cliche, which means being honest, being transparent, giving it to you directly, all right? So that's how we came up with that name. Then the next thing we have to do is figure out, okay, what's the logo going to look like, okay? If there's one thing I can tell you about your business, do not let Fiverr design your logo. Logos are too important. Now, if it's a side business and you don't care about it, you just need something, fine, go ahead. If you want to be successful, put thought into your logo. Coca-Cola's logo, Nike's logo, Pepsi just spent a million dollars redesigning their logo five years ago. Okay, logos are a big deal because everybody's going to recognize who you are by your logo. So it seems like it's small, but it's not. Next, you have to figure out what your tagline's going to be the general look and feel that you're going to have for your show. So you can see this now. We have the tagline that's in there, how marketing impacts everyday life. That's what the show is about. That's what we're going to talk about. And in the show we go through, we talk about things that you see every day. So this movie is coming out. We talk about how the marketing of that movie impacts you. This billboard, this whatever, we talk about the different aspects of a business owner's life and how marketing impacts everyday life for the people that are around them. And then there's a look in the field. Now you think for a minute that, hey, this is a podcast, it's audio, right? If you're not doing a video show, like it's audio. What do I care about look and feel for? You have to have graphics for your show. So not only the studio decor on the inside, but you're gonna have to have a website, other things that we talk about. You're gonna have to have graphics for when you, you distribute your show that show up on your phone whenever you listen to So you're going to have a look and a feel. So it is going to matter. Then you have to have an intro and an outro for your show. It can be very short. It can be somewhat long. It can be music. It can be catchphrases. It can be all of the above. 
you need to have some sort of intro and outro for your show that you have to think about. After that, we have episodic elements. So researching the topic that you're going to be talking about on each show, uh, making show notes or outlines for each show, and then, of course, performing and recording the show. Now, I'm not going to get into all of the logistics of those elements today, but know that you have two basic options, rent studio time or build a studio to record in. And next, we talk about editing. You need to have someone with experience edit your show, or you can acquire the skills and experience necessary to edit the show yourself. Now, after that, you recorded everything. Now you have to edit it. Well, you can outsource the editing to somebody that is skilled in editing audio or somebody that is skilled in editing video. So that is an option to you. You don't have to do it yourself. However, if you want to do it yourself, you can. If you have an audio-only podcast that you're doing, there is a program that's called Audacity. Audacity is free, and it will work just fine for your audio show. Now, if you have a Mac, GarageBand, I believe now, comes with Mac, so you can use that as well. Uh, So all those programs are fine. If you're going to have a video podcast, then I would recommend Premiere Pro, which is not free. However, there's tons of tutorials on, on how to work it. Depending on what all you're doing with your show, it can be difficult. It can be not difficult, depending on what you're what you're doing in the skill base that's involved. Graphics. We talked about needing graphics. You're going to need graphics for every show, because every episode has its own graphic. Those graphics are necessary because the next thing that you're going to need is a distribution network. They are going to require that you have a show graphic and an episode graphic. Not only one, but two. So you're going to need one that's for widescreen, in case people are watching it on their TV, and one that is square, in case people are watching it on their phone. Because when you pull up the show on whatever platform, there's a graphic that's there, that's you, that's what that graphic is. And it changes per show. The other thing is, you can have your own app. We have an app for Straight Shot Marketing Podcast that is on the App Store, where you can get it and all of our shows are right there, again, in your pocket all the time. So you can make your very own app and you can tell people, hey, we have a podcast show, podcast show. you can download the app and then they have you with them all the time. You do not have to have an app because there's lots of podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Deezer, I mean, there's, there's tons of them that will subscribe to your feed and you can be one of many shows on there. If you have your own app, it's all you. So, Zachary... They have their podcast, and they have all of, they've covered all of that. How do they go about now promoting it? Well, let's take a look. Once you have your show and it's edited and you're ready to go, how are you going to market the podcast? If you build it, they will come does not work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work in business. It doesn't work in podcasting. And there's lots of people that think they do. I'm going to build my so-and-so and that's it. It will work as long as you have friends and family. And then when they're gone, just being there is not good enough anymore. You have to market your show or your business. Now, one of the ways, obviously, to do that 
is social media. That's a little graphic of me and the co-host for Halloween on our Facebook page for the show. So you will have to have content, regular content on your social media, strategic engagement, which means going and inviting people to watch your show or listen to your show. And then obviously you have advertising. You can advertise to people that are interested in whatever your show is about, right? So you can go on Facebook to hotel owners. There's a Facebook group for hotel owners and you can advertise specifically to those people about your show. Episode trailers. One of the things that we do is we have little teasers just like television does when they're giving commercials for whatever show is coming on or movies do when they're telling you, hey, this show is coming. We make episode teasers and I'm gonna show you one. So, ready? Watch. Check. Goggles. Check. Flux capacitor. Ready. Ready. Get it? It's like Back to the Future. Back to the what? Back to the Future. You know, 88 miles per hour, 1.21 gigawatts. Great Scott! Yeah, I don't know what that is. Alright, well here's a movie reference you might know. I understood that reference. So that has done so much to promote our show because now people share those because they're all little creative things. So something that you could do as well. The, two of those actors were, are here. Yeah. Say, say, good job. <laughs> so we put out those and we actually have people that are just as excited about the promos as they are about the actual show. Cross promotion. So this is another way that you can promote your show that's very popular in the podcast world. These two men both have their own podcast. He is being a guest for his show and he is being a guest for his show and they are recording it at the same time. So you're cross-promoting with people that have the same audience that you do. Y'all are not Generation Y. But kids <laughs> see this all the time with YouTube. There's this YouTube star and this other YouTube star, and they're literally shooting the show at the same time because they each have their own channel. It's the same sort of thing. So in interviewing other people to be on their show and for, you, for them to be on your show is very common. So that's another place to go, is to look at, okay, I don't have the audience, 
this guy I really like, he's in the same field, I'll be on his show, get his audience, and then people will become interested because whatever his audience says, already listen to the podcast, right? So they'd just be adding another show to their repertoire. Next thing, podcast cards. These are, and we have some here if you want one after the seminar today. These are little business cards that I can give out to people if I want to invite them on my show. Um, if I'm anywhere in Atlanta and I see somebody, I'm like, you would be a very interesting guest on the show. I hand them a card. It tells them what the show is so that if they don't want to be on it, they can still watch it, right? And then it tells them how to become a guest. So little business cards for your show that you strategically give out to different people in the community when you're walking around. Just like you would your business card for your main business. Email signature. Put it on everything. Put the fact that you have a show on everything. Email signature, you already have your email address, your website, your social media, and the podcast to it as well. A lot of times if you have a business, you have a podcast and your clients don't even know. Right? So let them, let them know. It's an easy, easy way to do it. Email newsletter. Newsletters still work. We still do these. Every time that we announce a show or anything that's going on, this newsletter will go out and it has the promo for the show. It also has a link to the episode that we just released. Right now we're doing uh, lessons from Coca-Cola brand. It's a series that, that we're doing. That's what we're in the middle of right now. This one just went out last month. Website. Obviously, like I said, you have to have a website because when people hear about your show, they're going to want to find out more about it. This is how they're going to do it. And it's also how they're going to find all these connections to all these different places as well. So it's kind of like your, your hub. Basically, every relevant opportunity you can think of, just like with business, if it makes sense, do it. Get your show out there. Get your show in front of them. And then finally, how much does it cost? Now, I know you went into depth with that at this, at this event. I did. Uh, I'm not going to go into that today in the interest of time and keeping the episode short, uh, but I will share the intro to that section, which is likely the most important part. So enjoy. Now, the bottom line, everybody says it costs to do all of this, right? The majority of business decisions come down to two options. Do you build or do you buy? The majority of business decisions that you will make come down to that. So let's look at both aspects. If you outsource it, you will have less time invested in doing it, but you will spend more money invested in doing it. You will have higher expertise, which means you will have less stress. If you do it yourself, you will have more time invested, but less money. So it won't cost you as much in time. You will have to develop your own skills as opposed to hiring somebody that already has them. And that generally will bring upon you more stress. So it comes down to, like most things, this age-old question of which one of these things matters most in your own personal life. And it's different for everybody. However, this is a funny little graphic I thought was relative to this. When you're young, you have a whole bunch of time, very little money. When you're an adult, you have very little time and more money. And when you're old, you have 
time and money, but you don't longer have any energy. <laughs> so figuring out where you are in that scale and what matters to you. For me, as far as figuring out the decision of build versus buy, there's some things that's just not worth my time. My time is more valuable than whatever said thing is. So you hire somebody to do it, okay? There's other things that I'm not going to pay that amount for, so I'll just do it, right? So you kind of have to decide what that is for yourself. The other thing to think about is the output quality. So and you have to, and it's different for each thing. Sometimes it's, it's I'm gonna give it to them to do because they're better at it. Sometimes it's, they're not as good as me, I'll just do it myself. So there's not a quick core answer for this. It depends on you, your skills, where you are in life, that sort of thing. But it's, it's a decision that you will have to make. So I am going to talk about it from both sides. So basically, he is not about to talk to it for, about both sides. Uh, again, in the interest of time, it would take a long time to go through Honestly, all the Honestly, he figures. just should have been there. How about that? <laughs> um, actually, sorry, plug, plug, that whole, isn't that whole podcast, I'm sorry, that whole seminar available on engineeringyoursuccess.org? Okay, so if you've seen clips from the seminar that look very interesting to you and you wish you could hear more, always go to uh, engineeringyoursuccess.org. And then there's lots of lots of, uh, of teachings on uh, on that side. Yes, Zachary is a well of knowledge that he likes to share with all of us. So anyway, but probably one of the most valuable things that you have shared is the the cost DIY analysis. So that cost uh, to DIY balance. Yes, the balancing act that is life as yeah, a business owner. The idea of what you think you can afford and what you think you can afford time-wise is probably one of the most valuable things that you ever have shared. All decisions come down to that, not just business. For example, curling my hair, doing my nails, which I never do, cleaning my house, which I do all the time. It all comes down to are they better at it than I am? Do I want to pay for how much it's going to cost in light of how much stress it will save me to have a professional do it? Wash my car. I'll let my kid do that because I don't value having it done professionally as much as I would uh, like having my house painted. Yes, we're not going to let the kids do that. I am not <laughs> allowing my son to do that or any of my children. I I'm not even comfortable with them cleaning my house most of the time <laughs> because as I understand, we all have different standards of clean. Anyway, nor am I going to paint my own house because I don't have the time to do that. My time would be better spent doing other things. Very insightful lesson. Thank you. To be honest with what you can afford right, to do. Right, right. Well, you're, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, there, it, the important thing to note is that you, you have options. You could do it yourself or you could hire a professional to do it either for you or with you. Depends on whatever your, your budget allows. All right, now we are going to take a second to hear from our oh. podcast sponsor. Then when we get back, we'll move on to how businesses can generate income for their podcast. And then later, the Straight Shot. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions, a full-service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight-line marketing. Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions. Think in straight lines. Okay, so... 
Podcasting can actually make money in and of itself, right? Not just as a brand awareness tool. Yes, it can. But the income is typically relatively small in comparison to the benefit that the business receives as a whole, which is why podcasts are considered a marketing tool. Exposure, exposure, exposure. But it can help to cover the cost of putting on the show. So yes, it's I wouldn't look at it as its own income stream, but it helps cover the cost of putting on Right, the it's show. a marketing expense that will end up hopefully paying for itself. We're talking about businesses that want to get into podcasting. So how would you get the money for all of that? Well, the first thing, like I said, is your business. It's part, part of your marketing budget. Now your business's marketing budget Standards are that it should be between 8 and 20% of your gross revenue for your business. This is part of that. So if you have a business and you're not the owner and you think that, hey, we should get into podcasting, you need to pitch your podcast idea as part of the marketing budget because that's what it's going to do is spread awareness of the main business. Now, that doesn't mean that your podcast gets to take up the whole 20%, guys. You're part of the 20%. <laughs> audience funding. Uh, again, Patreon. Your audience, if they appreciate your content, they will sponsor you to continue content. This happens a lot with YouTube and with podcasts, where people can subscribe at any level, where they give you monthly amounts, kind of like the uh, Georgia Public Radio does. You know, where you support George Pepper, keep helping us continue to bring you good programming. You know, we give $10 a month. Same sort of thing, only this is for private, non-Georgia public broadcasting people. <laughs> Sponsorship and advertising. So find businesses that have the same audience as your podcast. Yes. Audience funding. Do you need to have a certain following, a number of followers before they will? You can set it up when you have no one. Yeah, because what happens is when you get people, <clears throat> Patreon's going to take a cut of it for providing you the service. Because they actually do the uh, credit card processing and the charging and all of that. So it's just like, you've heard of Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. Kickstarter takes a portion of the amount that they raise. It's the same sort of thing. It's percentage-based. So with sponsorship and advertising for your show, you need to think of what is another business that has the same audience is my show. Who would benefit from my show? My show is, I design, I won't pick on you because yours was fascinating. I design (laughs) restaurants and hotels. Well, who would benefit from that? Well, the people that make coffee, manufacturers of coffee, manufacturers of mattresses, anybody that would be involved in selling things to a brand new hotel that starts up should sponsor his show because their audience is the same as his. So that's what you're looking at. Who else can benefit from the fact that you built this show? Now, if you're an advertiser, you're on the other side. You're saying, who has a show that I can benefit from because they speak to my audience? I have a question. Sure. Uh, Back to your business and um, your clientele. Sure. So someone comes to you and they have an idea about a podcast that they want to do for a particular audience. Does your business say, well, I don't think there's a market for that? We can, yes. We do that for not just shows, but for actual businesses. Uh, I had a, a guy come to me with an idea the other day, and he was like, I need to know, is this something that people would buy, right? 
that's called doing a market analysis. And it is something that we do. Where you go through and you analyze, okay, this is how many people would be in your target. This is where you should place your shop. This is where all of that, yeah. So that's not just podcast stuff, that's any business. Mm -hmm. No, but does your business do yes. that for your clients? Yes, the agency does that. A little extra nugget there at the end with explaining market analysis, I must say. Yes, uh, in all fairness, a, a marketing analysis is probably bigger than she intended to ask. She just wanted to know if her idea was good. Uh, but the research that's involved in making sure you give her the correct answer involves more work. As as you know, everything we do is based on collecting data so mm -hmm. that we don't ever guess or yeah. give the wrong answer. But she could have a much trimmed market analysis to give her what she's looking for. But yes, reformation production does perform market analysis, analyses, whatever. Analysis the, the is. is. Uh, but I do applaud her for asking, starting a business of any sort, including a podcast, is a serious endeavor. And there are other challenges that come alongside this journey. Let's watch. All right, so what are some of the challenges that you will face if you decide to go on this adventure that is podcasting? The first problem you're gonna run into is scheduling your time. Dedicating time to researching your topic because you don't want to sound like you don't know what you're talking about on the internet because it lives forever. So make sure that you know what you're going to say, that you're correct in what you're going to say. That research is going to take time. <coughs> writing your show notes, writing your show. Some people still do scripts, some people do notes. That's going to take time. And then recording it is going to take time. One of the biggest challenges is figuring out, okay, when am I going to schedule and make that time? Next thing is coordinating other people. Whenever you have to involve somebody else, if you own a business and you have employees, you already know this. Coordinating other people always throws a wrench in things. If you can just do it by yourself, you can do it at home in bed in your slippers, right? <laughs> but if you have a co-host, if you're having guests to come on, you have all those other people's time that you have to manage in addition to yours. So a lot of times we will invite people on the show and we're like, we'd like you to come on the show this day and they, they can't do it that day. Well, if you want them, then you have to change your schedule to fit theirs, just like you do with any other business meeting. So that's something that's, uh, that's challenging as well. Studios, the same thing. I want to record my show on Thursday. Well, they don't have a spot open on Thursday. You have to wait until Tuesday of next week. Publishing on time. In order to become well-known to people as a show, you need to publish your show at the same time, every time. So if it's monthly, if it's weekly, if it's bi-weekly, you need to do it every Monday at 10 o'clock. That, depending on how long it takes you and how difficult, how many demons you've had to slaughter with making your show, your show that time can become a challenge. So publishing it on time with all of your other business, right? So. We have a, an agency, we run the agency, and then we have to make time to do the show. Yeah. How often do y'all have y'all podcast? Ours comes out every two weeks. Every two weeks? About. Unless there's client work that comes in front of it, which is why this is up here. <laughs> so if we, we publish, generally we publish every two weeks. Uh, however, if I'm in the middle of something that a client is paying me to do, it becomes more important than putting this out. Oh. And most of my audience 
understands that because I will tell them that in the show. So transparency is really important. Yeah. So around every two weeks, around the same time? Same day, same, same time. Okay. Now, the next thing that's on here is speed and frequency. YouTubers make it really difficult for business owners because YouTubers put out something every day, every other day, every week. Really difficult to keep up with that as a business and still be professional. Because YouTubers turn on their webcam and they just talk to people and they don't have to worry about carrying a brand on their back. Okay, so keeping up with their frequency is hard. We try to do every two weeks, and it's not easy for us to do with all the research that goes in the show, the promos that we do for the show, the scheduling of the guests to come on the show. It's, that's a quick time frame. It can be done if you get ahead of it. We try to run, it's like I, I told you before, this episode that we're doing today will not be on this month because we have to work ahead in order to maintain the schedule. Otherwise, we'd be going, is it ready yet? No. Is it ready yet? No. <laughs> that comes really stressful. <laughs> so. Yeah, so you have to kind of get ahead of it. And you have to figure out what's comfortable for you. If you have enough time and your format is that where you can shoot one and put it out every other day, great. There's a lot of people that have shows that come out once a week, three times a week, whatever frequency is good for you, but need to find one that you can stick with. So that again goes into your goals and your setup. <coughs> but it's a challenge. Focus. One of the problems that you will have when you go to make your show is you have too many ideas. And oh, I need to, and you try to do everything at once. You need to focus your ideas, which is one of the reasons why you write them down. So you have your notes, you stay on track, you stay with whatever this show is about this thing. Stay with this thing, don't get into this. This is a different show. Don't try to bring it in, into the same show. The other is the anxiety and fear that comes out of, oh my God, I don't have any ideas. This is a common author problem. Writer's block. Right? You've never come up with, I've run out of ideas for my show. I've run out of guests. I've run out of topics. That stress is, is there and it's a real thing. But if you slow down, calm down most of the time, there's tons of ideas. There really is. You just have to think outside the box. You may have to ask other people to come up with things. But it is a challenge that, uh, that people face. Next one is quality. Skills. If you do it on your own, coming out with a quality product can be a challenge. Because you have to clean, even if it's audio, you do what's called cleanup. What that means is every time you go <coughs> or um or like or any of that, you cut that stuff out. Because it doesn't make you sound good when you record it. Recording things is like a magnifying glass. So what you can get away with saying in person, you cannot get away with saying on tape. Not that anybody uses tape anymore, I get it. But, <laughs> but one of the things that you do is clean up your, your audio and making sure you know how to do that and how to edit it. A lot of times when you have your show, you'll say, well, we were going along the conversation and then we went down this rabbit trail and then we continued with the conversation. Well, maybe with your edit, you want to take this and put it back over here. You have to know how to structure just like the news does broadcast in the evening. Creativity is another thing. Being creative with your show and what are you going to do. There's lots of things that you can do if you're creative enough to, to do them. So having the skills to edit on your own is a thing. The other thing with quality is understanding that mistakes happen. They do. Whether it's technology fails or human error. The show, <laughs> ironically, 
The show that we have up right now that we put up last week has a huge technical error in it. The main microphone did not work. So when you listen to it on the secondary microphone, there's too much reverb in the room. Will the audience know that? Will they not, uh, not know that? I don't know, but we couldn't re-record the show. Stuff like that happens. Next week's will be a lot better because the microphone will be working. Um, but you have to understand stuff like that happens. You can't blow a fuse. It's just part of a, a reality. Monetizing. You have to have the numbers before you can monetize. If you want to monetize with YouTube, there's a threshold you have to meet. If you want to monetize with, with anyone, you have to have a certain number or it's not worth their time to monetize you, which is confusing. You have to make numbers to make money. You have to make money to make numbers. It's, it's interesting. But you also have to understand that there's multiple different ways to monetize your, your show, which we went over a lot of those today. So kind of what are those different ways and how can you plug into what those are? Outsourcing. Challenges that come with outsourcing is delegating. Some people have a really hard time delegating, taking their hands off the wheel, letting somebody else do it. The other issue was funding. You know, hiring somebody else to do it obviously costs money. So that's the other challenge there. So the question becomes, are you up to the challenge? <laughs> It's really, I went into extreme detail. It's really relatively simple, and it doesn't cost a lot as far as business marketing is concerned, if you know how much business marketing costs. You have in-depth knowledge now of, of how the, the business I'm market. for the challenge. <laughs> I'm up for the challenge all the time to bring this show to our audience. So, Zachary, what about the straight shot for today? You said a lot. What are the main takeaways from today's lesson? Um, well, let's see here. Uh, a few observations. Um, technology moves us forward by providing choice and convenience. Uh, if you are looking for the next wave in technology, those are the attributes that you look for. Choice and convenience. Um, the second one might be about targeted audience. Beyond content, this is the gold of podcasting. Don't try to serve everyone. Serve a specific audience very well. That's what makes podcasting stand out as a business opportunity to um to other people, to to would-be sponsors, is that you have that very narrow targeted audience for your show, and that's what makes it, again, gold for uh, for other businesses that are looking to reach those specific, um, you know, specific people. The next is make sure that you bring value. No one wants to hear from you unless what you bring them is going to be something that is valuable to them. Nobody listens to a podcast about, you know, you walking your dog or sell, sell, sell. I would listen to a podcast about you well. walking your dog. That's just me. <laughs> No one wants to hear you, you know, with a sales pitch, blah, 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 over and over and over again. It has to bring them value. It has to be entertaining or informative or some something that's valuable to them. And, of course, that will depend on uh, their audience, which brings up the next thing. Do your homework. <laughs> Just like with any other business decision, there are no shortcuts. Do not allow Shortcuts. Do the work to ensure the most success 
possible. That includes figuring out who your audience is and all the other homework that we talked about. And then, of course, the the last thing that I would say as part of the straight shot is the whole build versus buy. Yeah, that was good. Um, most decisions come down to this. Now, recognizing that will make it easier for you to answer. I don't build my own computers for the agency anymore. I used to. I know how. But Bad I idea, don't, kids. I don't do it anymore because my time is better spent working for my clients than building computers that are just going to need to be upgraded again in six months. Right. And I mean, honestly, that's where your talent lies, too. Your time and your talent lies with marketing and, and the clients, not with building computers. Yes. I mean, I know that Zachary can do anything. <laughs> However, should he be doing everything? That is the million dollar question. Well, the, everything starts to slide off your plate. If you try to do too many things, um, it, again, it's again to be focused, good to be hyper focused on whatever it is that. Uh, that your goal is, and, and that's what you do. And don't be distracted by all the many other things that you can do. You yeah, know, stay I on can, the path. Yeah, I, I can change the oil in my car, but I'm not going to. He is not. I'm just not going to. <laughs> no. Um, I'd rather, you know, spend the money to, to sit it down the down the street and then come back to work and, and do the work for our clients here. I think that's one of the things that is maybe – difficult for a lot of business owners to kind of wrap their head around is sometimes we have to pay somebody to do something we can do ourselves. And we don't want to do that because we don't want to let go of the money because, oh, I can do it myself. I can do that. But then sometimes that question isn't about whether you can. It's about whether you can afford the time it takes to do it. Well, not only that, but sometimes it's like um, your dad, for example. Uh, Her father is a a business owner up in uh, Illinois. And he has that mentality of, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, whatever he can do, he shouldn't be doing. Because it's either dangerous or he's just not as good at it as hiring somebody else as well. And being honest with yourself, recognizing that and making that decision, do I buy, do I have somebody else do it? Or do I build it? Do I do it myself? Very important decision. Life lesson. Yeah, here. and I think that the tail end of that being what you said earlier is what would what would you be sacrificing in order to do it yourself? Something has got to give. Something potentially important might be sliding off of your plate in order for you to do this on your own. However, on the other side of the coin, if there are some things that you can do, do it. You don't always have to think of it as a lot of money going out uh, on something that maybe you have a talent for, you have a gift for, and you have the time for. You know, if it's something, if you like to to do public speaking, then then host the show yourself. You can do it, and it's absolutely possible. And the, uh, the other thing that I'd like to say about podcasting is that a podcast is something that is organic, and it grows along with you and your company. So it's something that you invest in over time. So just because you can get one or two or three really great episodes in before work starts catching up to you isn't isn't a good enough investment. Right. It's got to be something that you habitually add to your plate if you're choosing to do it on your own or make it a part of your regular marketing every single month. Because uh, as you grow, as your company grows, as your customer base grows and changes, you want to have fresh content, you know, fresh podcast to go along with it. So make sure that if, you know, how many times have we as people started businesses 
and they fail quickly because we run out of steam because we think we can do all the stuff ourselves. How many of us have started some project in our own home? And we're like, you know what? I am not going to go to Ikea and buy that $35 bookcase. I'm going to build one. So you get all ants in your pants and you're like, that's right. I'm going to go to Home Depot. I'm going to buy the lumber. I'm going to buy the, the screws. I'm going to buy the Gorilla Glue. I'm gonna, whatever it takes. I'm going to go make that bookcase. How? I want, I want a show of hands that I will never see. How many of you still have pieces of particle board in your garage from bookcases you have yet to finish because you ran out of steam? My father, God rest his soul, was the king of unfinished projects. He had so many that he was halfway in doing. He that, just that goes with the whole, I have it. money, I have time, but no energy right. <laughs> part of your life. Oh, goodness. Okay, uh, well. The, the, the other side of that, though, um, is... You know, with our clients, particularly with podcasting, a lot of times I will set them up first. So instead of I have enough to do three and then I don't know what I'm going to do, I will go in and I'll say, okay, I'm going to show you how this works, right? I'm going to to you know lay out your entire year of what you should do as far as shows go. I'm going to walk you through all the process and give them the skills to be able to then, after however many episodes, to be able to, to do it on their own. Take it, so take it and run. They, they want to do it on their own, but they also are smart enough to want to be trained in how to do it on, on their own. So there's, yeah. you know, there's so many different yeah, ways to do Yeah, don't get discouraged things. if this doesn't make 100% sense to you right out the gate. Yeah. It, it's a new type of thing, and especially is, for business owners. It is more complicated than people think. I think that the <laughs> iPhone generation and lower, whatever, I think, you know, YouTubing and influencers, that makes sense to this generation. Generation. To the older generation, like myself, um, late millennials to the baby boomers, I think that this doesn't come as naturally. So if don't don't get discouraged. Uh, be patient. Learn what you don't know. Take the time to really, like he said, do the homework, do your research on who this is going to be for. Set yourself up for success because then you won't be discouraged and you won't run out of steam. So there you have it, folks. That's today's episode. Some good thinking points when considering taking your business into the world of podcasting. But please, if you have enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you subscribe, hit like, comment on our episode, talk to us on all of our various social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, YouTube, the YouTube, LinkedIn, etc. Yeah, all of them. Thank you for spending your time with us today. I truly hope it brought you and your business some value. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300, or you can email us at info at straightshot.net. Be sure to download the Straight Shot Podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. This has been Straight Shot. 